Hey there, Sports History fan. Arnie Chapman here from the Sports History Network. Now, before you jump into this episode, I wanted to share with you an exciting giveaway we have going on with Homefield Apparel. We have a digital $50 gift card to homefieldapparel.com for one lucky fan of the Sports History Network. All you got to do is head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash giveaways to sign up. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash giveaways. This is Basketball History 101 with Rick Loiza. Welcome back to Basketball History 101. I am your host, Rick Loiza. This is the podcast where we bring to life some of the forgotten stories from basketball history. And today, we are going to talk about NBA nicknames. This is an occasional series that we are doing where we go through and talk about how each NBA team got their nickname. This is actually the fourth episode out of a six-episode series. With so many teams to go through, we are going division by division. We already did the Pacific, Atlantic, and Northwest divisions, so if you want to hear those episodes, you can go back to episode 7, 11, or 15 respectively to check it out. So let's jump right in and get started with today's teams from the Southeast Division of the NBA. The first team on the list is the Atlanta Hawks. They joined the NBA in 1949 for the beginning of the fourth season of the league. Their original name was the Tri-Cities Blackhawks, as they represented the cities of Moline, Illinois, Rock Island, Illinois, and Davenport, Iowa. The area is known today as the Quad Cities area, as Bettendorf, Iowa has grown in population. But at the time, it was still known as the Tri-Cities area. The area was originally home to the Sauk Native American tribe. In the early 1800s, their tribal chief was named Blackhawk. He became chief after proving himself on the battlefield. He led many successful raids against both white settlers and their rival tribe, the Osage. He killed many enemies over the course of his life. His reputation as a particularly brutal warrior made him famous throughout the United States. He would later publish his autobiography to great success. It was a bestseller. He once even visited the White House, where he met with President Andrew Jackson and Secretary of War Lewis Cass to discuss battle strategies. And this is the spirit that the team wanted to capture when they named themselves the Blackhawks. Their original logo was a picture of a Native American chief wearing an elaborate feathered headdress. But this name would only last two years. They would then move to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where they shortened their name to just the Hawks, as in the bird of prey. Their new logo reflected this change as they removed all references to the Native American chief and went to a logo of a hawk in flight while holding a basketball in its talons. And four years after that, in 1955, they moved again. This time, to St. Louis, Missouri, where they became known as the St. Louis Hawks. Their logo there was a cartoon hawk wearing a basketball uniform and holding a basketball. St. Louis is also where Hall of Famer Bob Pettit led the team to their only NBA championship in 1958, where they defeated the Celtics in the finals. In fact, it was the only time that Bill Russell played in the finals for the Celtics and lost. 
But despite their success in St. Louis, they relocated once again in 1968 when they moved to their current home of Atlanta, Georgia. Here they continued to use a variety of Hawk-themed logos. In the 1970s, their color scheme was blue and green. But in the 1980s, they switched to red, and I have to say, it looks much better. The Charlotte Hornets are next. They entered the league as an expansion team in 1988, and theirs is a complicated history as it includes two different franchises that were both located in Charlotte at different times. And I'll get into all of that. But first, they were originally supposed to be called the Charlotte Spirit, but fans in North Carolina loudly voiced their objection to the name when it was announced. So they held a contest to rename the new team. The winner was Hornets. It is a reference that goes all the way back to the Revolutionary War, or as it is known elsewhere, the War of American Independence. In the late 1700s, America was successfully colonized by England for well over a hundred years. But the American colonists got fed up with English rule and declared their independence over a couple of primary issues. One, they felt that they were unfairly being overtaxed, and second, they had no representation in British Parliament something that they had been asking for for quite a while. Of course, King George III was not going to just let proper British colonies walk away so easily, especially since the American colonies were a great source of income for the British treasury. So England and the American colonies went to war. At the time, the British army was the most powerful fighting force in the world, but the British army was not as successful as they were expecting to be and were continually frustrated by the tactics of the American colonists. Legendary British General Charles Cornwallis sent a report back to King George III, and in the report, he talked about fighting in the Carolinas, where Charlotte is located, and he said, quote, This place is like fighting in a hornet's nest, unquote. So the hornet is a reference to an American victory over British troops in the war for American independence. Their logo is a cartoon hornet in turquoise and purple colors dribbling a basketball. Now here is where the story really gets complicated. The team would relocate in 2002 to New Orleans, Louisiana, where they became the New Orleans Hornets. While the team was playing in New Orleans, another brand new expansion team is created back in Charlotte in 2004, just two years after the Hornets left. The new team was known as the Charlotte Bobcats, named after their owner, Bob Johnson, the media mogul who founded the BET network. That team had a stylized Bobcat logo featuring orange and gray as their color scheme. But in 2013, the New Orleans Hornets decided that they were going to change their name to the Pelicans. This meant that the name Hornets was available. The Charlotte Bobcats decided to seize the opportunity and change their name to the Hornets in honor of the team that originally played in Charlotte. So the Charlotte Bobcats became the second incarnation of the Charlotte Hornets. Their logo is now a more menacing looking Hornet, but they still use the turquoise and purple color scheme of the original team. Now let me go ahead and make this even a little bit more complicated. The Pelicans decided that they would take all of their history from when they were in Charlotte and give it back to the new Hornets. They were giving back all of their records, their victories, their losses, their statistics, and all of it is going to go back to Charlotte. 
So the new Charlotte Hornets inherit the entire team history of the old Charlotte Hornets. So now, the new Hornets have a history that goes back to 1988, when the Hornets were originally founded. The Pelicans have a team history that only goes back to 2002, when they first moved to New Orleans. So now that we've got all that straight, we can move on to our next team. The Miami Heat are a much simpler nickname to explain. They also started as an expansion team in 1988, the same year as the original Charlotte Hornets. The Heat is another team that has never relocated and never changed their name. They had a contest to name the team, and they had a number of entries under consideration. Some of those alternate names were the Palm Trees, the Shade, the Sharks, the Barracudas, the Flamingos, and the Floridians which is a reference to an old ABA team. But when they saw the name Miami Heat, they just knew that that was it. It captures South Beach perfectly. Their logo looks like a fiery basketball going through a hoop. Their red and black color scheme has never changed, nor should it. Our next team is the Orlando Magic. They were almost called the Orlando Juice because of their location in Orange County, Florida, which is known for their vast orange groves. You see, most of America's orange juice comes from the state of Florida, but Orlando is also home to Disney World and the Magic Kingdom. In fact, the slogan for the Orlando Tourism Board is, Come to the Magic. So it was pretty obvious that the Orlando Magic was just perfect for that city. Their black, blue, and white color scheme has never been changed. Their logo features a blue basketball that kind of looks like a shooting star with stardust trailing behind it. It totally fits in perfectly with the way the city promotes and markets itself to tourists and the way that Disney markets itself. The Magic Nickname story is another very straightforward story, but it does tie into its location really, really well. Our last team for today is the Washington Wizards. This team has relocated and changed their name a number of times, so I'm going to do my best to keep this all straight for you. Now before I get started with the Wizards, I do need to explain that there was an earlier team in the NBA called the Baltimore Bullets, and they won the championship in 1948 and then went out of business a few years later. That original Bullets team named themselves after a munitions factory located just outside of Baltimore. And before I keep going, I want to remind everybody that the cities of Baltimore, Maryland and Washington, D.C. are only about an hour drive from each other. Many consider the two cities to be part of the same metropolitan area. So with that said, let's keep going with the story of the Wizards. In 1961, a brand new team came into existence called the Chicago Packers. They named themselves after Chicago's meatpacking industry. In fact, the arena that they played in was next door to the stockyards where most of the area's cattle was sent for processing. Their logo was just a basketball with an outline of a steer on it. But if you are from Chicago, then you are probably a Chicago Bears football fan. Uh, American football, that is. And that means that your biggest enemy is the Green Bay Packers. So having a Chicago team also called the Packers just didn't make any sense and nobody liked it. So after just one year, they changed their name to the Chicago Zephyrs and they used a gold color scheme. 
Now, the name Zephyrs is a reference to a train that left Chicago every day bound for San Francisco. That train was called the Zephyr. But in any case, this nickname also lasted only a single year. They just couldn't get the name right in Chicago. It's like they were trying to be too clever with it all. But then the team moved to Baltimore, Maryland, and they took on the name of the previous NBA team and revived the name Baltimore Bullets. They went with a red, white, and blue color scheme, and their logo was the words Baltimore Bullets with a speeding bullet over a basketball logo. Around 1973, they were going to move from their arena in Baltimore to a brand new arena in Washington, D.C. So during this transition, they temporarily called themselves the Capital Bullets, since Washington, D.C. is the capital of the United States. Their new logo had the word Bullets, but the two L's in Bullet were made to look like two hands reaching up for a rebound. Once the transition was complete, they became known as the Washington Bullets. And under this name, they won their only championship in 1978 when they were led by Hall of Famer Wes Unseld. Then their final name change occurred in 1996. Their owner at the time, Abe Pollen, woke up one day and picked up the local newspaper. He saw a headline with the word bullets in it and assumed it was a story about his team. But it wasn't. It was a story about another senseless gun shooting in Washington. He realized that he could no longer allow the team to be known as the Bullets with so much gun violence in the area. He wanted a new name that was non-violent, but still captures a sense of wonder, magic, and power. So that's how they became the Washington Wizards. Under the new name, they used a blue and gold color scheme. Their logo shows a wizard spinning a basketball in one hand, while in the other hand appears to be casting a spell. The wizard beard was in the shape of a W for Washington. After a few years, they ended up switching back to their red, white, and blue color scheme that they used to use when they were still known as the Bullets. They wanted to connect the new version of the team to their previous history in Washington. Also, red, white, and blue are the colors of the American flag, which they wanted to tie into since they are located in the nation's capital. Their current logo is a basketball with the Washington Monument inside of the basketball. So there is the Southeast Division. In about a month, we'll cover five more NBA team nicknames. Next week, we're going to talk about some very early rule changes in basketball. So we're going to go way back into the history as the game was developing. And we're going to discuss why the rules needed to be changed and how those changes made the game better. That's next time on Basketball History 101. If you like what you hear, please hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. And check out our page on Facebook. It's called Basketball History 101 Podcast. There you will find shorter historical posts as well as comments and discussion starters on today's game. I'll also announce there when new episodes come out. I want to thank my producer and editor, Jacob Loiza. Join us each week as we continue to mine the history of basketball for more great stories from the past. Take care and see you soon. Hey there, sports history fan. 
This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. This is Mark Mortier, and if you're a sports history fan like me, tune in and hear me talk about some great sports moments of the past. Growing up during the 1970s, I got to watch some of the most iconic moments in sports history. Hank Aaron breaking Babe Ruth's home run record. Willis Reed limping out of the locker room in Game 7 of the NBA Finals at Madison Square Garden as the fans erupted with a thunderous ovation. The 1980 Miracle on Ice as Team USA defeated the powerful Soviet Union in the Olympics. Listen every Tuesday on Yesterday's Sports. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.